Jacob Wilkins with the Mets Director of Player Development, Jeremy Barnes. Jeremy, thanks so much for the time. Oh, my pleasure. Tell me, you know, it's got to be an interesting time, post-trade deadline. Is it a sigh of relief for you and the staff? Is it, all right, we've, we know who we've got the rest of the year? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about a sigh of relief, but, I mean, it, we know who we got the rest of the yeah. year. You know, we got we got our guys here that, um, you know, we've continued to invest time and energy in. And, um, you know, like, as a director of player development on this side of it all, you're never wanting to give up the, you know your prospects or, or anybody like that but you know if it's going to help our club win you're more than happy to do it um so there's no you know not a sigh of relief not excited or not excited um i'm here to you know serve the mets and and we're here to try to get these guys as good as we can so they either go help the big league club win a world series or maybe become a trade piece that helps us go win the world series so well there's been it's been a year of great stories thus far and i think starting with tyler mcgill who yeah. started here tell me uh how much pride does it give you and the staff to see his involvement? Yeah, I mean it's great. It's it's a it's a great feather in the cap for the, for the organization to to know that we have a guy that we that developed through the system, started off in Double A and um, did good things with the Triple A, did good things, and then you know went up to the big leagues and has been fantastic for the big league squad. So, I mean the name of the game for us is to have homegrown talent. Like mm-hmm. that that's what we want. So. You know, any time that we have someone that we drafted and, and, and developed through the system and, and that was a part of what we did at the beginning and we didn't have to go outside to get it is, is a big deal for us. So it's something that we're excited about. How about a guy at 26 years old and Josh Walker, combined no-hitter here and, you know, nearly pitches a no-hitter in Syracuse? Yeah, he just gets out. I mean, yeah. he, it, it's, been, it's been fun to watch. He, he's been really consistent this year. He's been one of our more consistent pitchers. And, um, you know, the... I wouldn't say, like, he's going out there with a little bit of an old-school approach in the aspect where he's commanding and changing speeds and playing that game really, really well, and um, he's had a lot of success doing it. And, um, you know, I think he, the, the consistency and pounding the zone has been huge, and um, I couldn't be more excited with what he's been doing so far. A couple of guys, uh, Vientos and Beatty. Mark's been here since the start of the mm-hmm. year. Uh, Brett making the jump after the Futures game. Yeah, for uh, sure. Tell me about those two guys. I mean phenomenal athletes yeah. like I mean Vientos has done what, what he's done this year I mean I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head but over 900 OPS he's at 20 home runs right now and um, he's, he's doing awesome stuff and to do that at his age is, is fantastic I mean I, if you look at you know players at his age at double A AA and triple A that have had 20 home runs in a season <laughs> I think it's a pretty small yeah. list yeah um and so, like, these guys are awesome. And Beatty going to the future game, having a good, a good year. Um, we have really, really good players in this organization. We have, we have some top-end talent. Um, we're trying to continue to build depth and, um, you know, and, and continue to, to develop as best as we possibly can. But it's a fun team to watch right now with Vientos yep. and Beatty and, I mean, Aller and um, Orzi and these guys in the pitching staff. And I know I'm going to leave people out. Like, we have a lot of really good talent here right now. Um, at Double A, and it's a fun team to come watch. And I mean, we saw it last night that just a, a complete good ball game. Yeah, and you have different type of hitters like a Carlos Cortez. One hundred percent. Extra base hits a lot. One hundred percent. Carlos Cortez has been another guy that's been fantastic this year. He's really been on the map. You know, coming in as a new new guy in this organization, yeah. you see you see guys' names on papers, but honestly, it was a blank slate even with that because it was COVID season, and so it was mm-hmm. the numbers you were looking at was 2019. So you just we weren't sure what we were going to get this year, and. You know, these guys have really put themselves on the map. Cortez is having a great year, driving for power, a ton of doubles, hitting home runs, um, drawing, you know, we're having really good at-bats, and um, he's leading our organization in outfield assists as well. So, like, there's exciting things all around. Um, 
And so, yeah, it's just hats off to these guys and the coaching staff for, for pushing and developing and, um, you know, hopefully more to come. Speaking of the coaching staff, I had read uh, a Newsday interview with you. Something that really stood out, that subjective data along with the objective data. Yeah, and for those sure. coaches who are experts on the ground, I think was the term you used. Tell me about your interaction with Lowe and, and, and the coaching staff when you come in for these visits. Yeah, you know, like we, we want not just Lowe and the coaching yeah. staff here, but everyone. We want them to have a voice. We want people to feel like they have a seat at the table. Um, the last thing that we want to do in our organization is to have me sitting at in an ivory tower making decisions yeah. that I may not have full context on. Yeah. So, um, you know, we want to be data-driven, 100%. We, we want to, you know, I say we want to make 2021 decisions um, and not, not decisions based on, you know, 2010 information. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to use the stuff that's readily available to us. But at the same time, like, there's an art to this game. There, there, there's a side of this game that's really hard to measure. And, you know, these coaches, um, especially coaches with a lot of experience, they have they have a story to tell and they have they have input to add and it's all information that goes into the bigger model and allows us to make better decisions we don't want to be 100% just new age and we don't want to be 100% old school and we want to we want you know like anything in life we want to find a happy medium and we'll slide on that scale um, depending on the individual situation well and I think when you think of work ethic and attitude that's not old school new school yeah right? it's just, in 2010 or it's just a necessity yeah for sure for sure you know a lot a lot of stuff and it goes unthought of in development is the attitude of a player and the buy-in um and like th- there's there's definitely an element of that, that the coaches can't control and in communication and and making sure that you know we're giving the player a voice and everything like that but at the end of the day if the player doesn't want to do what we're asking them to do we can't make them yeah. right so yeah. Um, having having good players that have growth mindset and are wanting to get better and challenge themselves, like it's a little bit out of our control, a little bit. Like we can screen for that stuff in the draft and, and trying to pay attention to that, but there is an element that that it is a decision by the player to, to buy in what we're selling and, and what we're trying to do and, and be a part of the process. And we've had a great a great group of guys here with that. And how much importance is placed on the cohesiveness with hey, what we're teaching here you're going to need with Luis Rojas and that it, that it's everything message. it's 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 absolutely everything yeah. like we we cannot be playing a style and brand of baseball that is not what is going on in the big leagues mm-hmm. um we want to win we 100 winning is fun no one wants to you know be a part of a team or an organization that's losing every single game but at the end of the day that's not our ultimate goal our ultimate goal is to develop athletes that can go help us win a world series at the big league level mm-hmm. And um, we need to have a long-term vision in mind. And so we may need to ask some guys here at AA to do something that is very challenging for them um, in the moment um, in order for them to get better and master that skill for the future. And so it's, it's you know, I, don't want, I, I keep saying selling today, but we're selling a long-term vision, a long-term mm-hmm. dream. And, and it's no secret, like, AA ball is very good and talented, but it's not the big leagues. And so... We need to make sure that we're aligned and the things that we're doing is, is how we're going to be playing the game and approaching the game and what, what skills are needed to not just compete up there but thrive up there. Well, and another thing that you said that I thought stood out is that you don't want guys dealing with adversity for the first time yeah. in the major leagues. And I think sometimes fans say, why isn't he hitting immediately? Yeah. They want that immediate yeah, yeah. result, but it can be healthy for a player yeah, to overcome sure. it here or in, in Brooklyn. For sure. And like that... You know, that, that's a core driver in what we're trying to do is development. Um, we got to make sure that 
we are building resilient players. And the last thing that we want to do is make it too easy for people in the minor leagues where their first taste of failure is the big leagues at City mm-hmm. Field in front of 40,000 yeah. people. Yeah. Um, so, like, again, it goes back to kind of what I said. Like, we may ask these guys to do things that may make them feel a little uncomfortable, that may may not get them the best results for the night here mm-hmm. at double-A or below or at triple-A or something like that. But it, it, it needs to all match a long-term vision and a long-term plan and, and what we think is going to be the best decision and how we can get this guy to help us in the big leagues, um, 100%. And so, like, you know, a good example of that is we've taken two of our top prospects and we've asked them to play with some left field. Yep. And, um, you know, I think you're going to see a lot more of that in this organization. I think versatility is a really big deal in today's game. Um, and, like, again – we're trying to approach every single person on an individual level and not cookie cutter anything and, and try to do and make the best decisions that serve that individual and our big league club for the long term. And you talk about not being in an ivory tower. Well, you've played professionally. You've played. I tried. Yeah, you tried. <laughs> hey, hey. So, you know, you were with the Phillies. You were in Independable. You were in Australia. Yeah. How much do those experiences shape at least your ability to relate to what these players are going through? Yeah. Ma- you know, I think my opinion's actually changed on this lately. Like, I would say, like, at the beginning of my, my career as a coach, mm-hmm. I would have said, oh, you know, I don't know if it mattered as much, but... It, the more I'm in, in it on this side of it all, I do think it matters. Um, I think it's very easy to forget how hard the game really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> as a guy that probably made the game way harder than it should have been, um, <laughs> you know, I, I do I do recognize that 100%. And, you know, I don't think it's the end-all, be-all that I play, but I do think it helps me in certain situations. And, you know, as a player, as a coach, um, I've been in the dugout, I've been on that side of it all. So it allows me to to have a perspective that is unique um so I, I do think it helps me as opposed to hurts me uh, i don't know if it's the end all be all for for a prerequisite for the mm-hmm. job but i do mm-hmm. think it's it's been beneficial for sure in this role and lastly what made you get into this side of the business ah yeah it's a it's a good question um i think just the opportunity to add value um you know i i've always been a guy that i just i just want to add value to an organization um I was a hitting coordinator last year with, with yeah. the Astros and, and obviously passionate about hitting, but I love the game of baseball. And um, this is an opportunity to come here and get to build something not just good, but that we think that could be great. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an opportunity here with the leadership with Zach and Sandy and, and Kevin Howard mm-hmm. and, and, and Steve Cohen and everyone that we all are pretty much aligned and and what we want and we want to have the best development system and the best organization in the game and we're a group of passionate individuals about it and so to join a team like that and have the opportunity to to do something that may not have ever been done is very very intriguing and um i felt like it was a it was a place that i could come and i I could add a a good amount of value and you know that's the combination of getting being able to build something and um, add a lot of value that was you know it was it was the right opportunity um, it was something that I it really wasn't on the forefront of my mind to get into the front office that much mm-hmm. um, I was probably a little more on the, the coaching path but um, right. this is a unique opportunity and it's it's been great and I think that you know because of that probably coaching background it like like we just talked about it's allowed me to to bring a unique perspective involved and um try to look at development in a unique way well you've been very generous with your time jeremy really appreciate it wishing you and the club of course success the rest of the year my pleasure i appreciate it